Welcome back to the Let's Call It Nothing podcast, where we discuss all things fangirl. Lately, we have been reading Midnight Sun by Stephanie Meyer. We all know what it is at this point, right? No. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) What's that? We're over halfway through it. We're on chapter 22. It's a cash grab. Um... (laughs) I mean, yeah, <laughs> but we all, I mean, I didn't buy my copy. Thank you, Reba, but... You're welcome. You bought two copies of this book. How does that make you feel? I bought two copies of this book <laughs> for so, myself. And I bought zero, zero. <laughs> which is pretty true to character, if we're being honest. <laughs> I'm just going to make people... Like, I literally said, oh, I probably won't buy that because I probably won't read it, and there's no point. Mm-hmm. Also, was not reading at the time. And then so. look at us now. <laughs> <laughs> look at me, just struggling. <laughs> us being ready to be done with this book yeah like i'm just at that point i mean yeah. it's gonna pick up a little bit but at this point i know what's gonna ha- well i guess we don't see what happens from edward's point of view obviously yeah you're in this whole expedition I yeah because i mean he's I think, not with bella this whole yeah point so i think y'all will enjoy it um from his point of view yeah. i just gotta be in the right mood because i was not in the right mood this past week yeah this past week and i feel like the chapters we covered it's terrible that we're like oh my god the romance is so like i'll stop touching each other if you're not gonna touch yeah. each other <laughs> This point, it gets more actiony. Yes. Yeah. So we just finished up the baseball game, and we're now going to meet the three visitors mm-hmm. who were coming in, and that is with chapter twenty-two, the hunt, and then we will also cover chapter twenty-three, mm-hmm. goodbyes. So yeah, this chapter goes along with chapter eighteen, which is also titled "The Hunt mm-hmm. in Twilight." The and hunt. yes. So, the first male shows up, noting their numbers. And I want to say, Edward notes him as ill-favored. Do y'all want to guess what that means? Ugly. (laughs) Yeah. That means you are ugly. In vampire standards. How I found out that there was an illustrated Twilight guide was because Reba sent us a TikTok Uh of them talking about how ugly James (laughs) (laughs) in the guide. And so I was like, I need that. Found out that the actual books are like $100. For whatever reason. I remember those coming out. Yeah. I I guess I didn't make a lot of copies. That might be why. Run so expensive. But I bought the Kindle version for like 12 bucks. Yeah. Which is a drastic change. (laughs) A little bit. But yes, James is very ugly. I guess we should just go ahead and say it's James and he is not a handsome person. He was a very ugly human and he was happy to find out. that far (laughs) after that. Well, he was happy to find out when he got turned into a vampire that he wasn't as ugly. As ugly. Like, Like, people can look at me now. Yeah. He's like, I look average now and that makes me happy. That's kind of really pathetic but that's the truth stephanie (laughs) i mean i don't know why she was like okay i'm gonna make the bad guy really i'll make the bad guy really ugly and Mm -hmm. he will also be the bad guy that we kill off yeah well if he looked good this would be a whole other story it'd be great (laughs) which the only thing that bothers me so if this is it and she done the dream cast if the dream cast that buzzfeed had out that said it was her dream cast mm-hmm. that would put jonathan reese myers as james it, who's not ugly who is not ugly mm-hmm. and one of the men that i find very attractive in this world so i was like why him if we're gonna do an ugly person yeah i mean i'm all good with a hot bad guy like yeah. i really am like whenever Jonathan Rhys Myers was in the City of Bones movie as Valentine, I was mm-hmm. like, I forgot why did about they do that. this to me? Valentine is awful, but it's him. 
<laughs> they put that like ugly rat tail on him. So yeah. Kind of- oh my goodness. And it, it speaking of Jonathan Rhys Meyers, <laughs> he plays Henry the Eighth in the Tudors, and I'm like Henry the Eighth in real life was apparently was not no. not attractive at all. And then they put Jonathan Rhys Meyers in him, and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, he can he can ruin my life. <laughs> He can behead me if he wants. <laughs> and then Henry Cavill was Charles Brandon in that, too. So I was just, like, swooning the whole time. <laughs> oh, and I Henry also Cavill. noticed that Henry Cavill was Edward in the Dreamcast. So yeah. was Stephanie Meyer a Tudors fan? Was that out at this point? Yeah, I think so. It was Maybe. It was my childhood. She's like me, where you just watch something so much, you just picture characters. Yeah, people. pretty sure the Tudors is where I discovered, yeah, I like boys. <laughs> it's pretty solidified there. <laughs> anyway, so... James is an ugly bitch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Edward notices that something's off with his count, but he can't figure out why. Like, something about the way that James is, like, looking at the coven. Mm-hmm. It's like, something's off, and I don't know why he's not picking up on something, but I can't remember what he's not picking up on. The other male comes in, which is Laurent, and he wasn't malicious. And he notices Emmett and Edward, too, but gets distracted by Rosalie's beauty. Same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I do want to point out, at this point, Edward is, like, tapping. Tapping. He's like, like fidgeting. He's fidgeting. like he's fidgeting for a vampire. You yeah. know, like, like they're like off. Like they think like he's crazy or maybe like mm-hmm. super anxious. I think that's also like a way to distract them from the fact that Bella yeah, is his heartbeat. Still, yeah. That's what he's doing. And he's mimicking her heartbeat yeah. with the fidgets. So they don't hear the heartbeat. I just imagine Edward just he's being like, like twitching, twitching and like tapping. Yeah. <laughs> the female Victoria comes in yeah. and she's Victoria's just really weird. She's very anxiety driven. I haven't read I've through that. related to Victoria more than in this yeah. moment. <laughs> I haven't read through their part yet, but I think I will later in mm-hmm. this episode. So I don't know why, but I feel like she was like abused as yes, a human I or something. I can see that. Because of the way, like it's definitely trauma based. Uh-huh. You can tell like something terrible happened to her. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's ready to run at any moment. So yeah. He reminded me, it's a really weird comparison and it may also be the hair of Fox face from the Hunger Games. Just like the way that they do things. Like mm-hmm. they're kind of like they don't talk much and they kinda of make their way around things. Just the way that they handle things mm-hmm. is similar. I didn't think about that, but that's a very good mm-hmm. comparison. Thanks. Caitlin's totally not full of herself or <laughs> anything. Jessica? <laughs> Rosalie? Laurent introduces himself and it wasn't until Carlisle introduced the entire family that Edward realizes Jasper is camouflaging Bella, Alice, Esme, and himself. Mm-hmm. He's like, wait a minute, they're not realizing Jasper is this like war like being like he should be the scariest one there yeah but he's using his boss ass powers to mm-hmm. shield all of them so Bella because she's the human yeah Alice because that's his girl mm-hmm. and then Esme because that's what, his what they consider the the weaker links yeah well Esme <laughs> yeah he doesn't so sweet. He, yeah that's what I was thinking it's like super sweet and I feel like he he's protecting Esme because I don't feel like Esme would be qualified to fight anybody mm-hmm. at all and they like, kind of mentioned that later on. They're like, I'm not going to leave Esme alone here. Like, Yeah, because I feel like, I think she's too tenderhearted. Like, yeah. we talk about Carlisle being tenderhearted. Yeah. But That's Esme's, why they're a perfect match. <laughs> Esme's like super tenderhearted. I don't think she could do it. But anyway, it seems like their plan will work until the wind picks up. Yeah, everything Ooh. is going as planned. And then that gust of wind just really ruins things. Yeah. That one little gust of wind. And then there's a growling and pissing contest. <laughs> <laughs> this is what my notes. Girl, girl. Essentially, yes. Psst. 
<laughs> However, this also kind of clues Edward into what the missing link was in James' thoughts mm-hmm. when this starts. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, yeah. He's a tracker. Yeah. Unless y'all have anything to talk about with this scene, I'm going to go on to them hauling ass. Yeah, there. I mean, not really much is done. Like no, they're all I mean, just protecting. Just, yeah, they're just doing, being, having their protective stance. Like she's with us, and then Alice is doing a bunch of looking through future possibilities to see like what what's mm-hmm. and could ke- happen. And keep in mind, Jasper is still focusing on hiding Alice and himself. Yes, like he's lifted the veil mm-hmm. on Bella because it's causing too much concentration, and they're already mm-hmm. they already know she's but, there. Yeah. There's no point in hiding it anymore. Yeah. But he's still like, okay, I need to protect Alice. That's my girl. Mm-hmm. Screw Bella. I mean, he well, couldn't do much at that point. He's kind of protective of Bella, but he doesn't do it to the extent that Emmett eventually does. No, and I feel like that's just their nature. Yeah. Uh-huh. Emmett assumes the role of bodyguard, mm-hmm. which Love is it. great. Naturally. It's just where he falls into place. Uh-huh. And I think he enjoys being around Bella, too. Like, just... She makes him giggle. Yeah. yeah. I was about to say, he finds her funny. Yeah. 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 I feel like he likes being around her, and he's, like, not sure as what he's doing his bodyguard because he's like holding her arms down and stuff and, yeah. and he's like well, am I doing okay Edward like what am I <laughs> I also feel like he's just a protective teddy bear like uh-huh. he he loves his family and you know Edward's his brother mm-hmm. like so he's gonna do everything that he can to protect I mean, them. it's interesting, too, how quickly he accepts Bella as part of the family, too. I mean, he was, like, one of the first ones. Yeah. yeah. Like, yes, I did make bets against her, <laughs> but, but <laughs> I'm cool, man. I just have to gamble. It's kind of an addiction of mine. And Emmett's like, oh, yes, I get an awesome little sister. Yeah. Um, like, I'm tired of Alice. <laughs> <laughs> She's I never no fun. Sane. <laughs> Bella makes the plan while Edward is a crybaby. Yeah, Edward's, mm-hmm. like, so panicky in this moment that he... <laughs> He, he's lost all reason whatsoever. Yes. And I understand because like this is in his head one of the worst things that could possibly happen. Mm-hmm. He's had such a good day. Yeah. He's gone down, downhill so fast. And it he's really like, did. man, I brought her into this. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of guilt. I feel like that really it should be the other way around in this scene. Like, Bella should be the one panicking. But of course she's not because she's the opposite of everything that mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> is yeah. supposed to be. That kind of goes with what I was saying in uh, one of the previous episodes where she's very much uh, like, okay, we're going to do this, 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 that, and Edward, yeah. Edward's thinking of all the possibilities, because that's just his personality. So, while they're in the Jeep, they argue over who does what, and then they decide on who's going where and how and why. Mm-hmm. And you, Yeah, like you brought up previously about like, oh, Charlie will call the FBI on your family, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I was like, Bella, calm down. Like, he probably will, because yeah. that's just who he is. But I'm like, like, you know how many stories there are of like whirlwind romances? I'm glad I said that, said that correctly. Correctly. Oh, I can't <laughs> say other things correct. You know how many stories there are of whirlwind romances where you fall in love so quick and then you run off with the guy? And I think she doesn't want, and you see later on, she doesn't want like Edward to be, you know, like the um, the perpetrator, like you know, the person who dragged her off, like the bad guy in this situation. 
situation. Mm-hmm. While I have it out, we were discussing whether or not James and Victoria were mated because mm-hmm. we couldn't decide because Edward didn't pick it up. So, like, when, yeah, when Edward's, like, first reading James' thoughts, like, they're, like, figuring out things about them, he's like, yeah, James doesn't have any particular feelings towards her, but they seem to have been together the longest. Mm-hmm. But he's like, I'm not sure if they're mated or not. And then that's brought up later again that, if like, if they kill James, like, oh, she's going to come after them and maybe the other dude, too. But it's never particularly stated that they're mm-hmm. mated. And here in the guide, it says that they are mated, but it also says his own desires were always more important to him than Victoria was. Mm. Okay. Or Victoria. I'm just yeah. putting that out there. I mean, she's not that great later on, but... She got the short end of the stick. Yeah, I was about to say, like, truly. Mm-hmm. There was that with them. Um, I mean, James had been a tracker his whole life. He was an ugly son of a bitch. <laughs> he mated with Victoria, but not really a close bond like what we see with the cu- with the Cullens. Is the whole mate thing, like, technically a part of this vampire world, or are they just like, that's an explanation? Yeah, I think so. I think it is just because of, like, the whole back of previous chapters where Rosalie, like, I mean, it could be a little bit of both, but Rosalie, like, finds Emmett, like, dying, and she's like, oh my god, I've got to save this dude. I mean, that could, you know, kind of justify the automatic kind of interest that Edward has in Bella. Yeah. So. I mean, that makes sense. I'd be okay if that was established, because I mean, I've read plenty of books and seen plenty of things where that happens, and I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. I just never really thought about it being an official thing, where everyone has someone. But yeah, there was a close bond with them. I don't know if it was just superficial or what. I'm about to get to Victoria. Laurent was in front of Victoria, so I had to look at that next. But nothing really interesting of him other than he wanted to join the Volturi. Laurent? Yeah. Yeah, he like, he wants to create or be a part of this family type thing, and he kind of talks about that later on, or like some sort of hierarchy as well. Like, mm-hmm. he wants to be a part of a group. He wants to find his clique, and he's like, well, James and Victoria, they're there. Yeah, that but was- he's kind of like, <laughs> I don't jive well with them mm-hmm. for being honest. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to be part Which of this. Which is why he completely betrays them. Yeah. And he's like, sayonara, and heads off to the Denali coven, so. And yeah. It doesn't end well after that for him either, so. So. He was doing good when he first left this scene. Like, it's okay, cool. It and, went downhill pretty quick. Yeah, it did. I'm like, well, damn. He comes back later on, and he's like, ah, oh, Belle, you're still alive. I'm going to kill you off real quick. I mean, Hi. I don't, like, I want to know what made him decide to do that. Like, I don't get it. Who is he with in the Denali Coven? Irina. Irina? Oh, I hate her. But... <laughs> She's my least favorite member up there. But maybe they just had it out and he was just over it and everything else. Maybe he wanted to get killed. I don't know. I think he, he was with Irina and then she's the one who betrayed the Cullens later, so... Yeah, I don't love her. Um, I love her sisters, but not her. So, I couldn't really find anything about abuse, but I didn't really read that hard on Victoria. But you saying she reminded you of Foxface from The Hunger mm-hmm. Games. It says in her physical description that she had a very feline quality about her. Yes. And that she was able to, and her special ability, which is like strange that this is what her special ability is, but she was exceptionally good at evading enemies. That makes sense. It's a weird ability. That is a very weird ability. But it makes sense for what happens in the next two books. Mm -hmm. She's just really good at hiding. But apparently she was chastised for being witchy in her real life. Apparently her sister is the one that turned her into a vampire. Okay. Yeah, but I don't see anything about abuse or nothing really about. Maybe Why they she would, would just be so paranoid. 
Maybe they were hated on for the witchy part. Yeah. There are a lot of voices in her head. I don't know. I'm just skimming through this, but I don't see anything that would make sense on, like, why she would be that way. But yeah, that's James's coven. Uh, Victoria does start her own coven of newborns, but... There's a whole book about that, too. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely read it. I definitely read it once and never picked it up again. I don't remember much about it. I don't either. They, like, lived in the mall at one point. And there's no chapters in the book, which kind of bothered me. Yeah. I couldn't separate. I, I don't even remember. It's a novella. Like, it's under yeah. 200 pages. The short, what, yeah. Second Life of Brie Tanner? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super irrelevant to the story. Mm-hmm. But if you want to know more about the newborns, that's a fun way to mm-hmm. look into it. So, then we get to Chapter 23, Goodbyes. And this is a hard hitter. Oh, uh, yeah. It's very... My notes are very short on this because it's mainly uh, just deciding on what to do, what everybody's doing, you know. Bella's uh, interaction wait, with wait, her dad. Right. Unless you got that, yes, I got three notes before that chapter anyway. Okay, real quick. When Alice is like, there is another option for what we could do with Bella. And Edward's like, no, there's not. And she's like, yeah, like... He's not going to give up unless he has no motivation to continue. Meaning, if we go ahead and turn Bella into a vampire... He'll go away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that's kind of Alice's... And Edward's like, hell lost. no. <laughs> He's like, that's not going to happen. Yeah. The thing is, is Edward and, I guess, Rosalie are the only ones saying no. Everyone else is like, okay. And on page 519, Bella basically says that Charlie is not stupid. He's going to figure out what's going on. She, like, has to tell Edward that Charlie is not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> she says he's not an imbecile which is hilarious but i don't know if bella realizes how stupid that edward has thought her i father don't think to be. so that's why i thought it was so funny like i'm like she has no idea <laughs> well i mean it makes sense now because he thought her dad was stupid and now he thinks that she's stupid a lot yes, of the time he's so. like hannah just runs to this family my goodness <laughs> this vampire hunter descended family <laughs> um and then i marked one more thing where he you know it's her plan and he says, if you let anything happen to yourself, anything at all, I'm holding you personally responsible. Do you understand that? He's like, if you f*** this up, Bella, <laughs> it's your fault. And she's like, okay, okay, I understand. I thought that was funny, too. I mean, yeah. he's like trying to make it seem to her like, oh, this will hurt me, so because it'll hurt me, I want you to be serious about it because she mm-hmm. apparently only cares about like stuff that happens to him. Mm-hmm. This is thought process. They're, they're too selfless. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, y'all. With that being said, do we have anything else for chapter 22? No, that was all I have. Chapter 23 is Goodbyes, and it goes along with chapter 19 in the book, in the Twilight book by the same name. Bella goes home. They've got a big plan. Emmett's outside. Alice is under a car, I think. Alice is underneath the truck. She's (laughs) tucked up underneath. I don't know why she wouldn't just, like, go through a window and hide in the floorboard, or she could just hide behind the truck. Or in the bed of the truck. Yeah, Charlie's not gonna pay attention to that. No. Oh, I think she's supposed to be hiding from James too. But I'm like, any of those tracker. Come on. I know. I'm like, any of those. You can see him coming, Alice. (laughs) Bella goes home and hurts Charlie to leave. So she says the exact same thing to Charlie. Yes. That Renee said to Charlie when she left. Well, like she she comes into the house and she's pretending like she's yelling at Edward and kind of making this out to be, I need to leave because I need to get away from him. And Charlie's like, "Uh, did he break up? with you you've only been going out for a day but did he break up with you she's like no i broke up with him i I just i can't be stuck here like
like, I don't need anyone. I don't need anything. I'm out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she um, says the same things that Renee said, how she doesn't want to be trapped in this stupid, boring town like her mom was and making the some, same dumb mistake. Yeah. She just hates it there. And that hurts Charlie. So I feel, bad. Yeah, I, I feel tears so bad. My so eyes. we were looking into Renee yes. previously, and I was reading about Charlie because really and truly what we were doing, we were trying to figure out who the freaking girl with the blonde hair and the green beret. That's mentioned. We still don't know. Sue Clearwater came into the equation for a minute, but we abandoned that. Yeah, I don't think she fits racially. We weren't talking about her being the blonde girl. Oh my gosh, driver's license plays. <laughs> with the blonde girl. Well, I was thinking like maybe Renee's blonde. And yeah, then, that's what I was saying. Yeah, then it was like, no, she's brunette too. And I was like, dang it. Mm-hmm. But she's the brunette on the pier that Charlie sees. But anyway, yeah. so I wanted to look into it and see what was done or what Renee and Charlie did, I guess. And apparently... Renee was backpacking through the Pacific Coast mm-hmm. or something to that nature. She wanted to leave her life behind, her mom behind. Mm-hmm. And then she meets Charlie and she likes Charlie because he's responsible. Mm-hmm. He's a uh, police at this point. He's only been in for the for a year. And she says she'll come back when she gets done backpacking. So she comes back and like they have this whirlwind romance and it's all happy sunshine and rainbows mm-hmm. as much as it can be in Forks. And yeah, all that sunshine and rainbows. Yeah, and which is it's great for Charlie. Like he is so in love with her, yeah. and it's evidently has a past trauma. I don't know. We don't know who she is. I don't know who she is, but she broke maybe, his heart. Maybe at prom. We don't know. Yeah. Charlie is ha- going through a rough time because his parents' health is deteriorating. Yes. Renee finds out she's pregnant with Bella. He's super ecstatic about that. Are they married at this point? Yes. Okay. They're married. They He's, had a nice little quick wedding. Oh, it was super quick. Before before she got pregnant with Bella. Yeah. But still, very quick whirlwind romance, like mm-hmm. I said. Renee liked the idea of being in love. Not mm-hmm. necessarily that she was in love, but mm-hmm. like the idea of it, I suppose. But anyway, she's growing miserable in Forks. And when Bella's born, she's like, I can't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. I hate and Forks. She has depression. You know, she's she doesn't like the rain, I feel. Yeah. So that makes her really sad. You know, mm-hmm. people up in Washington, there's a higher suicide rate and everything. Mm-hmm. She's really sad. She needs yeah. the sun. She just had a baby. She's got postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. Like she realizes like maybe this life isn't for her. But she ups and leaves when Charlie's parents' health mm-hmm. is deteriorating. And it's he says or he doesn't say, but it says he would have followed them mm-hmm. when she leaves. But his dad needed help with his mom to take care of her day to day. Yeah. And so he couldn't leave. And like Renee kind of was kind of selfish about it, I feel. Yeah. I mean like definitely it's me or them yeah. in a way. Maybe those weren't her words, but it's definitely she just implied. didn't care. Which I feel like I get it. I know she's probably miserable, but me self inserting here, when you're in a marriage, mm-hmm. when you're in a relationship, it's not gonna be all sunshine and rainbows and fun stuff. It, but you can make a game plan, be like, look, your parents' health isn't great and I know we need to stay we need to stay here for a little bit but once that ends can we please go somewhere else yes like me a compromise I mean like it's never gonna be always fun no. it's never gonna be nice and mm-hmm. beautiful and that's what she wants and I mean hopefully she finds that with her next man but and I don't her mean, and Charlie were just never gonna work out no they had no. communication issues I mean if she just up and left He's, without talking to him about any of this yeah. like the thing is I think that they still love each other yeah. well Charlie definitely 
Charlie does. does. But it says, I was reading Renee's too, and it was like, she's never forgot about Charlie mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, but I don't know. I just, I can't stand a character like that that's just like so self-centered. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she took his child away from yeah. him. I mean, he didn't even fight her on it either. That's just Charlie for you. Though. Yeah. But he was like, like, Renee's going to do what she's going to do. I don't want to go through like custody. I don't want to yeah. put Bella through that. I'm just yeah. going to let it happen. All he said is that he wanted to see Bella. Mm-hmm. But I just feel so sad that this is yeah. Charlie's life, you know? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just hopeful for a better future. I, I still want to know how him and Sue get together later on after Sue's husband dies. Maybe that was a comfort thing. You know, grief yeah. makes people grow closer. I think he was closer. just really um, like looking out for her and the kids and everything. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of progressed from there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But can you think about the fact that Bella and Leah are <laughs> step-siblings? I know. I think that's hilarious. I bet. <laughs> Awkward family yes. dinners. And then there's Very little so. little baby Seth. Baby Seth. And then baby Renesme. Don't forget that. <laughs> and then Jacob's just hanging out there, too. This Awkward is a great family, family dinner. Awkward family dinners. Can we talk about what does Renesme eat? I don't know. I'm curious about that. She can eat human food, I she think can they say, and break and die. Yeah, I think she does too. But also, Carlisle's giving her human blood, and I'm so confused about a lot of things with that, how that's no, going to work out. it makes sense. I just, I've let it go at this point. <laughs> I know. It's one I of think those it's things just you, funny that none of it makes sense yeah, yeah, it's just you have to accept it and move on, because there there is no figuring because that out. they had to have a baby. And mm-hmm. that's what happens. But anyway, they leave. Emmett, Alice, Edward, and Bella are in a car, by a car, near a car, under a car. So <laughs> I was very confused about where we all were. Yeah. And I also was not paying that much attention to Emmett jumping from tree to tree around Bella's house. <laughs> and then, like, jumps onto the car. And mm-hmm. Bella freaks out, lose control of the vehicle, which, I mean, would be normal. Oh, no. Edward's driving yeah. at the point. Bella just screams. <laughs> No, she. I thought he said he had to get control of the steering. Is what I read. No, so I it, thought. no. He moves her out of the way and starts driving because she's crying so hard. And then after that, Emmett jumps oh, in the back of the truck. Okay. So I got it jumbled up in my head. Sorry, my notes aren't <laughs> as descriptive as they usually are. Yeah, and then Emmett picks Bella up to get her out of the car. Yeah, Emmett becomes so protective, and I love it. Yeah, and Edward's like gentle, and he's like, I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> Emmett's like, I can be gentle. Thank you. <laughs> I think. Emmett is loving this bodyguard status. Oh, he is. He's going to get him a security shirt. Okay, before that, on page 533, that's whenever the whole, like, Carlisle's flaws, I think, are mentioned. Saying... Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to look. Because of Carlisle tonight, we had hesitated. We had chosen the more Uh humane route because that was our habit, our way of life. And did that make us weaker? Yes. Yeah. So, like, Carlisle's want to kind of keep this humanity, Mm -hmm. like, an abandoned instinct in a way. Like, is that a bad thing? And, yeah, it kind of was. I In think, this situation, yeah, yes. I feel like but everybody they predicted that. So even Alice, I will be. I'll be real. I'm a very like confrontational. There's necessary evil in the type world. Eight in your yeah, <laughs> your soul. I got the type eight in my soul. So like, if it doesn't matter what's happening, if there's an immediate threat, I'm gonna. Yeah, I feel like even if I was a vampire, that would be even more of a thing. Mm-hmm. But which Carlisle gets more aggressive in this chapter mm-hmm. and the next chapter than we've ever seen. Him, yeah, but it's still not aggressive. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of my dad because it's just like, Grr. it's like, because my dad's a super pacifist too, and he's just like, We're not doing that. <laughs> I was like, Okay, 
Yeah, that makes sense. I don't agree with the pacifism when it comes to people. Like, I understand, like, it's gotten him this far. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure even handling the vultry. Oh, yeah, he definitely had of, to have it for you that. Know, he just bull****ed his way mm-hmm. through everything, and he came out of it mm-hmm. alive. Yeah. And, like, with his family and with this life that he wanted. And so he believes, like, okay, I'm going to handle this like I do every other situation. And it was going well. Yeah. Mind you, like, it was going well until that freaking wind blew. Yeah, no, that darn, that darn wind ruined it all. But if they would have eliminated the issue right then and there, it wouldn't have been yeah. this. So the family is confronting Lam- Laurent. Mm-hmm. I almost said Lamont. That's not <laughs> No, I was like, are you about to say Laurent. something else? <gasps> Laurent. Laurent. Carlisle lets him go. Well, Laurent's like, I'm out of here. I want nothing to do with them. I never really agreed with their lifestyle anyway, so. He's like, good yeah. luck to you I'll guys. see you on the flip side. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go up to Alaska. He's like, good luck, you guys, because James is like out here and he's like, you're not stopping him. And Edward's like, bull****. Edward asks Rosalie for clothes, which she throws a fit about, and which pisses Edward off. And he's like, whatever. If she doesn't want to be my sister after it or not, Mm -hmm. I don't care. Yeah. And, you know, I think right after that, yes, where Carlisle says, will you do your part for our family? And Bella's, or Rosalie says, you mean for Bella? Mm -hmm. And Carlisle's like, I mean our family. Mm -hmm. And she kind of like, okay, like, whatever. Yeah. And so Edward. She she gets a little little panic about that and the way Edward's acting. Mm -hmm. She gets a little panic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, she still just wants to protect like Esme especially and Emma especially. Edward and Carlisle break down the plan, like who's going where, Mm -hmm. what time, how they're doing that. And that's when that happens. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Edward and Bella say their goodbyes to each other. Because they. they, I love you. They haven't left each other's side in a whole, like, 36 hours or something. They really have not. <laughs> no. Talk about a whirlwind romance. I would be exhausted. When has she gone to the bathroom? She hasn't eaten in forever. No. Get, her, get the girl a granola bar. And you know what's hilarious? Give her two minutes. What's hilarious is I haven't wrote it down and I probably, I may not, but like in the next chapter, he's like, Alice, do not forget to feed her and give her water. <laughs> she will forget. <laughs> and Bella he's... is not responsible enough to remember that she needs sustenance. <laughs> and he's forgotten this entire time. Yeah, he has. He remembers with her stomach freaking growls and he's like, oh yeah, she's a human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I've got on this chapter. These, I mean, like, they're long-ish chapters, but the bullet points aren't yeah. really... They're like 20-something pages each. I mean, because when you're breaking it down into detail, like, mm-hmm. it's just finer details at this point, yeah. like, of how they're deciding who goes where, what time, all that jazz. I mean, y'all really don't want to hear about Emmett volunteering to go get gas for everybody. Love. <laughs> I love where they're like the satellite phones and I'm like, what century is it? <laughs> like, what are we talking about? <laughs> I find it fascinating though, like at the end of this chapter, the last page, Edward's like, make the call. And Carlisle calls and Esme picks up and there's no answer and all he says is clear and then hangs up the phone. I, I know. Like, I was like, this is some spy. I- what does this family do like other times like they sound like spies I love the end of this chapter the very end Edward goes I have a job to do yeah. and I'm like yes you do save your girl and then you know next up we're gonna have chapters 24 ambush and chapter 25 race and it's all just building up to this moment we gotta go down to Phoenix I don't know if we mentioned where we're going but we're going down to Phoenix Yay. where the sun shines and Edward has no idea where they're going for the longest 
this time. He's mm-hmm. just like looking into Alice's mind, seeing the visions, being like, it's sunny. Oh, Phoenix. Mm-hmm. But he's not supposed to be going. Yeah. Like, they got a plan where um, Alice, Jasper, and Bella are going to be down there for mm-hmm. uh, what a week. And then Edward's going to his way down there eventually circle, after yeah. they take around. care of after they take care of James. I mm-hmm. don't know what kind of circle he's taken. I'm guessing he's staying on the mainland, <laughs> not going into the ocean. Who knows <laughs> with him? <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, that was kind of where this chapter ended. But I do want to say Edward as boyfriend material in this chapter, you know, pretty solid. Yeah. This um, chapter. <laughs> even though I did mark earlier on chapter 22 how Bella is making a lot of demands and he's considering not Given into those demands for once because mm-hmm. you know Bella gets what Bella wants. Yeah, she still gets what she wants. Mm-hmm. She still gets to go say goodbye to her dad. But speaking of great fictional boyfriends, I want to quickly discuss, or however long you want to discuss. It's not going to be quick, guys. <laughs> discuss. I hope it your is your own <laughs> fictional boyfriends. Oh, so okay. Who like from childhood to now? Childhood to now, like. Any fictional boyfriend that you have. Edward was one of them for a while, not gonna mm-hmm. lie, because he was the one that really sparked that interest. Yeah. Other than the actors from the two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, more seriously, I will always love Mr. Darcy. Yes. I feel like that's always been like my my main fictional uh-huh. boyfriend has been Mr. Darcy. Yeah. Always How original forever. of you. I know. <laughs> and then with that, so I don't know the anime and manga Bleach, there's Byaku Yakuchiki, who is I, the Japanese I version mean, yeah, I of Mr. That. Darcy. <laughs> and it just fits. He's a little bit more of a badass than Mr. Darcy, though. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. But in a sophisticated way. But I'll let y'all, if y'all have any. So, I just, you know, I started thinking about any, like, childhood, and I can't really think of, like, childhood, childhood, but I was like, who was a Disney character that I was just obsessed with? And you know who it was? Flynn Rider slash Eugene Fitzherbert. Mm-hmm. I freaking love that guy. Oh, I know who mine is. Then. Oh, I was going with Disney. So if we're, yeah, Disney princesses, like that whole Lee Shang. Yeah, yeah. Duh. Lee Shang all the way. Milo from Atlantis. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> pretty true to character. Yeah. I think all of ours are pretty <laughs> Yeah, on the nose. It would go along with whatever mm-hmm. princess we would. Yeah. And then, I don't know, <laughs> with you though, I don't know if you could fit the Atlantean I don't think so, garb. but I love him. But she yeah. just likes him. Yeah. And then as I've grown up, I've realized that I have a type. Oh, yeah. Fictional boyfriend types are very disturbing. I think I have two kind of different types. Mm -hmm. And one is the very, like, obvious one and that is he's got to be really broody and like kind of hate himself but not Edward because he has a sense of humor uh-huh. and he loves to like basically get into a verbal fight yeah. with his girl yeah usually they have dark hair mm-hmm. and light eyes I have that problem too <laughs> see I'm I'm just I'm all for it me too because like that was like that's what TV boyfriends for me uh-huh Mine with that is, and this is, he's a terrible human being. Let me just put it out there. But Thomas Shelby from Peaky Blinders. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. I would love me a gang leader yes. in the 1900s, yes. early 1900s. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Love him. He's, and I also have noticed with TV boyfriends, if they don't wind up with a heroin or opium addiction at some point, it's not for <laughs> exactly. me. Exactly. <laughs> well, mine, basically, that's my standard. Mm-hmm. And, usually like like I said they kind of hate themselves to the point where like they feel like they don't deserve love mm-hmm. and there's so many like that I've thought of one TV 
show boyfriend who I feel like can kind of fit that, and that's Captain Hook from Once Upon a Time. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I could get down with that. Yeah. Like, swoon. And also, like, within books, and y'all aren't going to know because you haven't read these books, but from A Court of Thorn- Thorns and Roses, we got our second love interest, mm-hmm. Reese. He is amazing because he's kind of the bad guy in the first book. And then you kind of figure out the reasons that he does things. Yeah. And, like, he is so protective over his family, but also he's horrible. Like, she throws her shoes at him mm-hmm. in the second book because she's just over his like he makes her make a bargain with him so that he can see her every month because he's in love with her but he won't obviously can't say let her it. know that yeah. but he fits that stereotype was like the dark hair the light eyes you know mm-hmm. super hot super broody mm-hmm. thinks he doesn't deserve love yeah and I'm all about that and then of course we have from uh, the, within the Shadow Hunter books we have in the Infernal Devices William Herondale who was the actual love of my life <laughs> even in the sequel series the um the last hours where he's the dad he's still like chasing demons like he looks at his wife and goes can i and she's like sure and he's like huzzah and goes after the demon and he likes to sing songs about demon pox all the time like whenever they have people over to the house he'll just start singing songs about demon pox and they're like well but in the original series he's really broody thinks he doesn't deserve love Mm-hmm. loves to read and he like he basically he's in love with the girl the whole time but he mm-hmm. kind of accepts that like they can't be together and I just love that for whatever reason <laughs> Reba you've been awfully quiet she's thinking she's yawning right now but she's gonna get to that I mean I can't think of any particular ones off the top of my head right now like are there any on page where you're like oh my gosh love uh, are there any where you think they might actually be a good boyfriend because <laughs> the ones that I listed maybe wouldn't be the best <laughs> boyfriends <laughs> I have another list for that <laughs> ideal boyfriend or who we just think that we would go along with well i did think of a few others that y'all will not i feel in. like on tv boyfriends i've always loved me a good nick miller nick miller nick miller <laughs> from the streets of chicago i was thinking of him too but i was like that's probably the most realistic for me yeah. like that would happen <laughs> but i would be so angry at him all, all the time, time. <laughs> Exactly. But he's so sweet. He's like, I'm writing my novel, and I'm like, so am I. (laughs) He's so sweet, though. He is. With the way he shows his love. Uh Uh-huh. It's great. She's yawning again. Um, (laughs) Sorry. I I do love a good, like, sweet, kind of nerdy character Uh, as well. I mean, obviously, I would gravitate towards nerdy characters. Yeah, and I'm kind of thinking of, like, even though I don't think for me, but I like the dynamic he has with his girlfriend in the books, and that's from the mortal instrument, Simon. Mm Mm-hmm. And though I didn't love him like within the first two books. Once he went vampy, I was like, I'm all for this. Mm-hmm. And he like role plays with Isabel. <laughs> yeah. And it's so much fun. Yeah. And we don't really see him that much later in the uh, the next series but mm-hmm. every time he's on page I'm like Simon because he's such a nerd he tells her the story of Star Wars to make her go to sleep <laughs> I remember that you telling us he's like that. okay I'm gonna tell you a bedtime story <laughs> a long long time ago in a galaxy far away and I'm like oh my gosh and then also because evidently this is all I read from the Shadow Hunter Chronicles in the last hour series we have my boy Matthew Fairchild who is an absolute hot mess, but also a complete cinnamon roll. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't decide his sexuality, and I still can't decide it. <laughs> but I want it to be me. Yeah. So. <laughs> He's very complicated. It has a very, like dark past but i'm like oh honey he gets his best friend a 
half horse, half mermaid thing stripper for his <laughs> bachelor party. So I think that what is it? Was it like a reverse? It was a reverse mermaid. Yes, yes, that's it was. what it was. It got with the horse, but instead of having the fin, it had the fish head, and then. <laughs> lady legs <laughs> it was i was crying while reading this but i'm like matthew you've done it again you've stole my heart well one of mine if we do like vampires mm-hmm. and believe it or not it's not jasper mm-hmm. but um from the night world series mm-hmm. which i mean pretty much any guy in the night world series i'm like love them yeah but uh my yeah. favorite my favorite of all time has to be ash and i don't know why like He's just, he's not a very, he's not a good person at all. But like when he's in love, he's in love and he's like, he turns into a cinnamon roll uh-huh. and he's definitely broody and does have that sense of humor about himself. I'm trying to think of my vampire boyfriends. I mean, a- apart from Simon as a vampire, we got the Vampire Diaries, which I watched mm-hmm. a lot of in my like high school years. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm a basic bitch. So freaking Damon, yeah. Team Damon, F Stefan. <laughs> I really don't care about Stefan. Uh-huh. But Damon, he's broody, but he he's just so full of love. Love me. I mean, when I watched that show, the one season I watched it, I liked Stefan, but that was then. You're supposed to. I, Damon's not that great in the first season. Yeah. I read the first. I guess I'm into that. Yeah. I read the first book. Oh, I don't care about the book. Yeah, I, I read the, the first book, so I the liked books Stefan. Are literally nothing like the show, so. No. I never watched the show. I just read the first book, and I liked Stefan in that, but. Yeah, and then I love uh, later on Klaus, even though he is evil and absolutely horrible. He's also great. Because he will do anything for the people that he loves. And I'm not counting his family all the time, because sometimes he kills them, too. But <laughs> he loves his daughter, so that's great. Yeah. Love a good daddy. <laughs> Reba's still blanking. There, I mean, I can't think of characters' names from books. I thought of two from TV shows that maybe... Well, go ahead and say them. One of them is Sweets from Bones, just because I love Sweets. Okay. Absolutely okay. adore him. Um, the other one I was thinking about, because we started talking about like other supernatural stuff, I started thinking about the Umbrella Academy. I love Ben from the umbrella okay. academy i could get behind a bin yeah definitely i relate more to klaus in that so i mean yeah <laughs> who do i relate to <laughs> i mean me and klaus are almost i actually i did get number five as my um personality <laughs> i don't remember quiz. any of the characters right now so Wait, which one's number five the kid is that the kid yeah, yeah. i got him i got him in the personality quiz so I can see that yeah <laughs> I was thinking another TV boyfriend, because I can just think of TV easier than I can books, um, is Spencer Reed. Yeah, Which I feel like yes, is everybody. Yes. I love me a nerdy guy. It's so much. I, I just, I love him. He is a cinnamon roll, <laughs> he too. Is. And he does get addicted to a drug later in the show. He does. So. I'm telling you, it's a fit. Like, if they don't wind up with an opium addiction or... Uh, then they ain't it. Yeah. And it's sad that I am this way, and I know I'm this way. I just, I like, for me, if they don't tell the female, I will never love you, even though they actually do love them, it's, it's not it. You gotta make her think that you will never love them. (laughs) You gotta play those mind games. If he doesn't play mind games, that being said, I don't love Edward. (laughs) <laughs> I was while watching Shadow and Bone my first time and I was like I freaking love the Darkling mm-hmm. he's so twisted and messed up like he is a bad guy mm-hmm. but also 
and he's fine. Like he's misunderstood. And I was watching it and I'm like, man, I've got issues <laughs> because yeah. I love him and I can't stand Edward. <laughs> I you don't know. know. I used to love Edward. I used to be like, yeah, Edward would be the perfect boyfriend. But as an adult, he's I'm like, too no. perfect. I think if he was like that, but also like there was something a little bit more like animalistic that he acted upon. Mm-hmm. I'd be all over it. Yeah. <laughs> Oddly enough. You're like, I've got issues. You're like, he's too much of a gentleman. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, come on, man. It'd be something. But yeah, I can't think of I it's been so long since some of the for some of the books that I've read that I cannot think of any yeah, characters. Yeah. So my other book one was um Dorian from Throne of Glass. Mm-hmm. I remember I sent y'all, I was like, there's a love triangle and like I know who she like kind of ends up with for a minute, but I'll have the other one to myself. And the other one was Dorian <laughs> because he's the prince and mm-hmm. he's kind of kinky too. Okay, but, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but he also gives her a puppy. So mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's perfect. And he's basically the male Elsa. Like, he's got ice powers later on. So, okay, cool. love that for him. Yeah, I was thinking about, like, rom-coms and stuff, too. Oh, geez. Yeah, I don't know. Do you know what mine is? No. I got two. And they're like... I can't think of stuff right now. Okay, so mine is Say Anything's Lloyd. Oh, yeah. I love me some Lloyd. Um, just because he's doing whatever... <laughs> Whatever Diane's doing is mm-hmm. what he's doing. Like, her dad asks him what he plans to do in the future, and he says, follow your daughter around. <laughs> and then my other one is, which I guess would be a Shakespeare play, too, the um, Patrick Morona. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm talking about 10 Things I Hate About You, yes, Heath yes. Ledger's Patrick Verona. I just I can say that. I love him. I love him. I can't think of any, like, rom-com boyfriends, because some of them I'm like, eh, he's kind of dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Reba's no. still blanking. I Y'all have gotten it. like 20 each for me and Caitlin, and then Reba's got yeah, a whole Yeah, I probably can pull out some more. literally but. have no- nothing. I think that's about it. We are on the run now in Midnight Sun. Mm-hmm. We're running with it. We're going to go down to Phoenix, go get some sun, Let's but really just down. pull ourselves up in a hotel room. And actually, Edward's not even doing that, so I don't know why I had to say that. I don't, I'm not know. sure exactly what he does because I haven't read it yet. But I'm looking forward to reading it at some point and discussing it here on the Let's Call It Nothing podcast. So I think that's it. Yeah. Follow our social media. We're on Instagram. And that's all we got for this week. <laughs> okay. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.